0: A reading from the book of Genesis. God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the island of Morah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I shall show you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his men with him, and his son Isaac. He cut the wood for the burnt offering and sent out and went to the place in the distance that God had shown him. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place far away. Then Abraham said to his young men, to his young men, stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on his son, Isaac, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked on together. Isaac said to his father, Abraham, Father, and he said, Here I am, my son. He said, The fire and the wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham said, God himself will provide the lamb for a burnt offering, my son, On the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people.
1: In baptism, followers of Jesus die with him so that they can likewise be raised with him to eternal life. By God's grace, we are no longer slaves to sin. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans Do not let sin exercise dominion in your mortal bodies to make you obey their passions. No longer present your members to sin as instruments of wickedness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and present your members to God as instruments of righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you, since you are not under law, but under grace. What then? Should we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you, having once been slaves of sin, have become obedient from the heart to the form of teaching to which you have entrusted, and that you, having been set free from sin, have become slaves of righteousness. I am speaking in human terms because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to greater and greater iniquity, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness for sanctification. When you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. So what advantage did you then get from the things of which you now are ashamed? The end of those things is death. But now that you have been freed from sin and enslaved to God, the advantage you get is sanctification. The end is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches.
2: The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, None of these will lose their reward. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. Christ. Holy Spirit of God, by your merciful and loving presence with us, so make my word your word, to us this day, so that all that we hear and receive is of you. And all to the glory of God, whom we've come to know and call, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Our Old Testament lesson for today about God, and Abraham, and Isaac is one of the most unsettling stories in the Old Testament, and yet also, and at the same time, one of the most profound. God has previously promised to Abraham that he would make of him a great nation and bring forth him descendants as numerous as. Is the stars in the heaven. Isaac is the first and the only son of Abraham and Sarah, born in their old age, way past their prime and ability to have children. And Isaac is the beginning of that promise fulfilled. Apart from Isaac, that promise would be null and void. In this story for today, God asked Abraham to go to some mountain that he would show him and offer Isaac as a sacrificial burnt offering. God's word must have been a horror for Abraham to hear. To give a first and only son to God as a servant for life is one thing take that same beloved son and kill him and burn that precious body as a sacrificial offering to God was quite another thing. It's unthinkable. Horrible. A tear your heart out and watch it die kind of thing to have to do. Think of what Abraham must have felt Letting his beloved Isaac carry the wood, the fire, the knife. It's reminiscent of another beloved son who would carry his own cross. Think of what Isaac must have thought when his father bound him up and placed him on that altar. That precious lamb... Isaac why father why me and no lamb or ram as usual have I done something so wrong that this is what I deserve from you one whom I have loved without qualification and who has loved me what more could I have done what else could I have done Am I the really, really the lamb that God is providing? Whatever young Isaac must have thought, we're not told in the telling and writing down of this story that Isaac spoke any word at all. Another beloved son, led like a lamb to the slaughter, would not open his mouth. What must God have thought in the asking and seeing Abraham and Isaac who both in their own ways obeyed? Did God know beforehand that Abraham would obey and be faithful, as faithful to God as God had promised to be faithful to him? Did God foresee that at the last minute he would stay the hand of Abraham which was raised and poised in the air with knife? to strike his son? Did Abraham and Isaac know of a last-minute reprieve? Abraham and Isaac proved themselves faithful to God. And in the last hesitating knife-in-hand raised instant, God proved himself faithful faithful once again. I think as a parent I would have gotten sick and passed out at that moment. Look at Abraham and Isaac. They didn't faint nor fail. What did they do? They went and took a ram that God did finally provide. A ram caught up in a thicket And offered it in thanksgiving to God. And Abraham called that place God will provide. How many times in our lives past, from beginning to now, how many times in your life past, from beginning to now, should you have called that place and circumstance God will provide or God has provided because of what God has done for you in those times and places. I'm going to make a suggestion for you to you for this next week. Starting tomorrow and through Saturday, Monday through Saturday, I want you to remember this story of God and Abraham and Isaac. And as you remember it, I want you to write down just in short form so you can remember through the week the number of ways, the numerous ways in which God has provided for you in desperate situations and circumstances. Keep it simple Just Monday, remember the story, jot down a few words to remember how God has provided for you. Same for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And as you think on these things, how did you respond? What did you do in response to God? What did you say back to God? And write down those things in a few words. Keep it simple. What did God do for you in those circumstances? How did you respond? What did you say? What did you do? And after your Monday through Saturday discipline, I want you to come back into this holy place this next Sunday. Offer those things you've remembered during the week, during your prayer time. And then let your communion that day be a communion of great joy. Remember the story this week. Think think on how God has provided for you. How you've responded. And then come back next week offering those things in your prayers. And let your communion be one of great joy. And if you just halfway do these things this week, or a quarter of the way do these things this week, once again you're going to find that God is acceptable to you, and you are fully acceptable to God. Amen.